recorded live from Stockton, California. This is Jammin' with the Best. Hi, guys. Hello. Yo. Yo. Happy what day, whatever day it is today. The 13th of April. Nice. April 13th. We're close to the 420 here. We're also close to OTB Open. OTB Open. We're About close a month to away. The, there's so much shit going on. But you know what? We're real. No, it's really cl- far away, but close. Close in our ears. Steve Dodge. We have Steve Dodge with us right now. And. You know, the, he's he's a philanthropist. So not only he's you know he invents the disc golf pro tour, and then and, you know he's got Maple Hill, which is like the number one course in the world. I say so personally. At the top. At the top. And and now he's board games, the Boda Brothers. I mean, pumping out board games like it's going out of style, and it's not going out of style. And here he is, Steve Dodge. Welcome to Jamming with the Best. Hello there, OTB. Oh, OTB crew. You're not the OTBO crew. <laughs> it's getting confusing around here. <laughs> Hello, OTB crew. It is great to talk with all of you guys. And um, I, I think, you know, when we go live for real, you guys can try to expand on all the things that I've done because I, I feel like you missed a few. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah, please. I, I mean, at least we, 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 we didn't get that bio we were promised. I, know, I, I, think, the paper, I think there was a paper jam in the fax machine. Uh, like you didn't mention in my first PDGA event as a pro, I uh, I only finished outside of cash by two strokes. That was pretty good. How old were you then? <laughs> I was younger than now, that's for sure. <laughs> Fact checked it, and yep, that's true. So are, are, you, are you at the famed Maple Hill right now? Uh, no, I am in central Massachusetts uh, at Ooh. my girlfriend's house. Oh, uh, nice. I am, my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She, is a, she has a fantastic smile and, and puts up with me, no so wonder, I'm, I'm good. No yeah. wonder you're so happy. That's the truth. <laughs> so, um, but I will be at Maple Hill tomorrow and, uh, and through the weekend because this is MVP Open AM weekend. Are you shitting oh. me? Yeah. Way early in the year. Wow. Right? Way to so space what, them out. That's awesome. Well, we what we did, and we did this probably. Well, this is the first year we had it the AM side in the spring, but traditionally we would have the AM side, and then the next weekend we would have the pro side, and the winner of the AM side would get to play in the pro side. Yeah. And what we've seen is as the event has grown, the people winning the AM side, the the potential of them not to be local is increasing. Yeah, yeah, and oh, yeah. and. So to have somebody win the end side and then say, oh, and by the way, you can come back next week. It, it was actually right. putting a strain on people. Well, they could just camp there all week, can't they? <laughs> they could. Um, <laughs> just bring it so, so what just in case we had, know. we're holding, we're going to hold the AM side in the spring and, uh, and then give the people who win the AM side, the, the FPO and uh, MA1 and FA1 winners, uh, you know, four or five months to prepare for the pro side. That's great. The evolution of disc golf when you have to do the M event six months before the real event. Yep. That's awesome. That just shows the great growth of the sport. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And I got to give a shout out to MVP for the tremendous support. Uh, As, as I'm sure you guys know, manufacturers are having a difficulty keeping up with demand and uh, MVP has done a fantastic job making us uh, three very special discs. 
um, a James Conrad disc, a Sarah Holcomb disc, and an MVP Open disc, uh, as well as like a, a nice shuttle bag and a, a great player's pack. So uh, they've, they've just done a, a phenomenal job of supporting the event, and uh, i got to give a tip of the hat to those guys. That's awesome. Yeah, Looking forward to seeing what those discs are like. Yeah, no mm-hmm. kidding. How's the course looking like this time of year? Oh, I bet it's gorgeous. It, well, as a matter of fact, we're just exiting mud season. So the course, the course is just starting to get buds, like the trees are becoming a little green. Uh, I think next year we should push it, the amp side back a couple of weeks just so it pops a little more. Oh, um, nice. The forsythia the are gorgeous. Um, Karen's starting to get some flowers out there. But, uh, yeah, the, the course is, uh, I would say it's in early spring condition. Uh, the ponds are full, and they're ready for some discs. Oh, boy, yeah. they are. <laughs> Who's going to have more discs in the pond, MVP Ooh, that is, or ooh, OTB Open? Ooh, I don't know. I think I think, uh, I think think MVP will be. Yeah, there's discs. a they, Just the piles that come out, it's it's. Yeah, ridiculous. I believe that. Is it like 5 and 14 that take? A big number of them. Yeah. You're throwing across on seven, but it doesn't, I don't think there's too many that are lost in there. That's true. Steve, you could probably speak to that. Which holes eat the most discs? Oh, yeah. Wow. What a great question. Um, I've actually never been asked that question. So you're breaking ground right here. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say hole eight gets the most discs. Hey, is that uh, the OTB hole? That, I, I think it. I think it is. Yeah. So of when you course. lose your disc, there just come to our website and buy a disc afterwards. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna have Wait, to float OTB, something. You guys sell discs? I think so. We used to. We have. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to float a car on that whole. We need um, to float a car. I would, float a car. <laughs> I would love to see a car floating on that hole. Sweet. Bucket list. It They're might just be a happen. golf cart, but whatever. Float something out there. <laughs> Put a golf cart on a boat. Yes, I think we're on to something. <laughs> I don't know what there. it is. But. I'm wondering what kind of pontoon we would need to make that happen because I, I want to do it. Um, but hole one has got to be a close contender. But uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah eight, eight, eight for sure. I, I mean, if it's windy on hole eight, you can see three out of four jump, 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 dumping in the water, no problem. And so this is this is just recreational, like daily use versus during the MVP Open tournament. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. yeah, that's my guess. And I would say during the tournament, uh, it's probably still hole eight. Um, okay. Be- yeah. Because on hole on hole one, it's it's four fifty to clear the water, and if you can't do it, you're going to bail out right uh, left. And uh, on hole eight, the the pin is so close to the water, you you don't want to throw it too far. Yeah. So even though you can clear the water, you're gonna yeah, you don't you don't get everything you got, and a lot of times you come up a foot short. Yep, makes sense. I come up a foot short on all the water holes when I'm out there. <laughs> That's what I love about <laughs> I like you, though, bud. I like, to, I, like to go out, I like to return in a few years and then pick up my discs from a few years back. I think our Craig, holes... Smart. Yeah. Wicked yeah. smart. I yes. was going to ask, Greg, if you ever came up a foot short getting to your bed. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> I have. I've got many stories. I've That's the best question many. I've ever heard anyone ask, Crash. Yeah. I have shortened many aspects of my life. You can ask my wife. Oh, boy. And, uh, yes, I've, I've not made it to bed sometimes. 
<laughs> fact, I mean, and you know, the, Aaron's sitting here laughing, but he's many times come up short and ended up sleeping at the shop. So, yeah, but it was asked to you, so it's way funnier. <laughs> it's way funnier. I'm deflecting. Yeah. I'm fucking deflecting. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my favorite question ever asked on our podcast. I think so. I think it is the best. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. So what what was the the story behind like the creation of Maple Hill? Give us some insight into how that land got to be used for what it is now. Well, it would have to start with a guy named Mike Trapasso in uh, Spotsylvania, Virginia, just outside of Fredericksburg. Uh, at a place called the Grange, uh, which is now called the Blockhouse, um, he had—I don't even know how many acres, forty or fifty acres—built uh, a, a course or two on them and invited people to come out and play. And it was the first time I'd ever uh, been exposed to the idea of a disc golf course on private land. Mm-hmm. And seeing seeing a disc golf course. Uh, I, I was seeing, yeah, a disc golf course on a single use property, um, was opening. I fell in love with the idea. Uh, I knew that I'd always wanted to move to Maple Hill when I quote retired. And, um, so in 2003, I went on a disc golf odyssey with, a with a friend of mine and two dogs. And we went around the country, played 150 courses and went out of our way to to play what we, uh, what we heard and thought were the best courses. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then I got married and moved up to Maple Hill and Tom Southwick and I, uh, along with the help of Dave Jackson and Jason Southwick began building Maple Hill. And, uh, it was our, our goal, interestingly enough and crazy enough was to build the best disc golf course in the world. Huh, that worked out well. <laughs> yeah um i i have uh i have a lot of plans and i try a lot of things and every every once in a while oh you're doing great they they end up number one yeah no it, it i my i love coming out there seeing you seeing just getting the energy from the property and i need these guys to come out there they keep saying yeah. hey what's going to be the road trip i'm, like, I'm going to keep going back to maple hill until you all come back to maple hill because i don't need to go to these other courses until you've all seen it that way we can all go visit them all together but i'm sorry i can't that wait to get back covid to happened you. sir yeah no shit yeah covid covid hurt things yeah uh but uh craig you're 100 percent right about the recharging uh i've heard a lot of people say that there's something magical about that property so and magical. the way the, you just you just feel like you're part of nature out there it feels like everybody on the course is giving you a hug um, yes. and you leave the course so much stronger than you, than you started. Uh, e- even if she beat you up, it's, uh, you, you still feel magically recharged. Yeah. It's humbling. Go in sure. looking like me, come out looking like Ezra recharged and stronger. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so what, how much has the design of the course changed throughout the last 20 years? Uh, we change on average one to four holes a year, and it's been it's existed for 17 years. So uh, I would say a lot. Um, <laughs> I yeah, pretty pretty much every hole. Well, we started out only having two configurations, and now we have five. So there's definitely been some changes that direction. Um, 
but pretty much every hole. And, and it's fun when, when people, I work the shop on Wednesdays and when people come to the shop, a lot of times I ask, what's your least favorite hole on a certain configuration? And, uh, and it's fun watching people screw their head up and be like, wait, my least favorite hole. Yeah. And, uh, and because that's the one we want to attack. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, pretty much every year there's, there's something that we want to adjust this year. We're, uh, as you guys probably are aware, there were a couple of new players this year yeah. in, in, in for disc golf. And we, uh, they, they all come and, and play the red course. And so we're oh, yeah. making, we're making the white course more accessible so that those people who played the red course can come and, and like step up more naturally to the white course. Just tell them to play that, the gold. Yeah, just go full gold. <laughs> we want them to keep playing these new oh, players. Oh, 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 oh. That's We're, right. That's baby right. Baby steps, baby yeah. steps. Play the gold and don't come back. Um, <laughs> hey, it won't be that so, crowded if they do that. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we're working on a white course. I, I think we're making three or four, maybe five changes to the white course to make it more accessible. Oh, that's so that great. People, so that people can step up more naturally. Yeah. And then once you get good on the whites, the, the, the blues will be a smaller step up and, uh, and then diamond, then gold. Um, but uh, so every year the, the gold or diamond course seems to have one or two changes just naturally. And then, uh, and then we attack the red, white, or blue course and try to make uh, significant improvements. Like we try to focus on one course a year and, uh, and improve it. And this year is white. And I, I think next year is going to be red and then blue, and then we'll rinse and repeat. That's awesome. I love the constant progress. That's something that a lot of local courses can get stagnant. Yeah. very. Stagnant. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and we hear from our patrons, uh, I should say our customers, um, how much they appreciate the the course growing and, and evolving and improving it makes them want to come out and support you because they it's yeah you're put you're investing they're investing their time to support you and you're giving it back to them that's you don't see that a lot you see county parks where they barely mow and they don't do anything and disc golf's not a priority no it's not and you've made it it just a wonderful yeah I want to come back and see you, Steve. <laughs> We're got, excited to have you back. I got, I, got, I got my vaccine, so I'm I'm clear, right? I can come. Uh, I'm I'm ready. Bring it on. Oh, sweet. Yeah. You, watch out. You, you know, you, I tend to just show up at the MVP Open. <laughs> I just show up everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Crash will be there for yeah, the ham weekend. Heads up. <laughs> yeah, I'll see, I'll see this I'm flying out I'll, after. He's been bored for a while. <laughs> a little bored. <laughs> oh man, Crash, so, we would love to have you, and we would also love to have you visit your bleachers. Oh, I, don't know I love if, the bleachers. If, if you remember you? I think most of the bleachers. I think four of the five sets of bleachers were purchased by. Uh, sponsorships yeah. with Windjammers. And anytime anybody sees those Maple Hill Brown benches on the live coverage, they should think of Windjammers and you and uh, be very happy that there's so many people sitting there watching. You know, Please. thank you. And Sean Jack, you know, introduced me to you and said, you think you know how to run tournaments, huh? I said, yeah, I think I do. We were, you know, we had the boot flings. We had 
mostly shit show tournaments. They're just a lot of fun. He said, well, you need to meet Steve Dodge. So I flew out and met you. And now here we are with Disc Golf Pro Tour. We've got OTB Open, MVP Open. There's just, look, look how far we've come in a short order. Short order. Dan, I know Danny had a question for you, and I, I'm I'm going to take it from him. That's fine. But I got a million. The state of the Disc Golf Pro Tour. I mean, where we're at now, like, talk to us about that. How you're feeling? What 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 are you seeing? And and how do you feel about the Disc Golf Pro Tour now? So when somebody wins a tournament, invariably the first turn, the first question that is asked of them is, "How do you feel?" And uh, and it's really fun because you guys just ask, you know, the, the pro tour is growing crazy. How do you feel? And I kind of feel like I won a tournament. Um, it should really, it's really, really special. Um, like, uh, I, I remember, uh, talking with Danielle at the beginning of the 18 season. It was a night. I don't even know the years anymore. Maybe it was the 19 season, beginning of the 19 season. And, uh, and she said, what's your goal? And, uh, and I said, to have this thing succeed. And she said, financial goal. And I said, I have no financial goal. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I said, I just, I want the pro tour to exist. Yeah. I, I literally want to sit on a beach and watch disc golf on my iPad. <laughs> and, and holy moly, that happened. It's, and yeah. uh, I'm, I am so happy that uh, I ran out of money when I did and, <laughs> and, and Jeff spring had to manage last year. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know what would have happened if it was Seth and I trying to manage COVID. Yeah. Um, but Jeff came in at the right time, For sure. had put together a really good crew and got us through COVID and the national tour actually stepped down yeah. because they, couldn't figure out a way to make it work. And the pro tour, oh, they uh, not head. only, not only stepped, stepped up, but thrived. And, um, and truthfully, if I was still in charge, I, I don't know where we would be. Yeah. Like the timing worked out really well. I'm, I guess I'm a visionary of some kind and I, sure. I can get things started. Um, uh, but handing it off to Jeff, uh, if I hadn't run out of money, I should have thought of that anyway, but I, yeah, I yeah, probably no, wouldn't. I, I yeah. um, so <laughs> it, it all for disc golf and the disc golf pro tour, it all worked out about as good as it could have happened with, uh, with me and Seth and, and crew getting it started and, and Jeff and crew taking it to the next level. And I'm really excited to see where this goes. I no mean, doubt. we're on, on ESPN last year, is that going to happen again this year? I I certainly hope so. I can't um, see why you'd go backwards. Yeah, uh, it seems. Well, like it, it would. I don't. Yeah. It's yeah. not entirely up to the Pro Tour, but true, uh, true. Yeah, so I'm sure if the Pro Tour had their way, they would say, "Sure, we'll we'll do that again." Yeah. Yep. Um, but it, it's all very very exciting. I I can't imagine being happier. I love it. Yeah. And it, going back to when you said it feels like you won a tournament, in some sense, you did. There was three to four tours that were new and trying to take the scene. Oh, yeah, for sure. Didn't and, Salient have one? Uh, yeah, I think the American Disc Golf Tour yeah. was theirs, Disc Golf World Tour with UC. Yep. The um, market, when you started, the, the market got flooded really quickly. For it, good reason. It, yeah. Like, for good reason. There, there's a hunger for it. And I, 
I bought into the Disc Golf Pro Tour and your vision for it, and it's 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 awesome. It's, it's just the premier. I've, you know, I'm with you, Steve. You are the inventor, and I loved being able to help you early on. You know, with the bleachers and whatever we could to just help support it. And it, it where it's gone now, I'm looking at it too. We're all looking at it, going, "Wow, wow, we were there back then, and just trying to figure it out and figure uh, it out." I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about uh, the vision that you must have had thinking we should get bleachers here. Um, <laughs> that like, that was very forward looking at, at the time. There were just a bunch of people standing. Well, I was there gambling on one of the holes, uh, probably 18. <laughs> and we had our, own, we had to have our own chairs or we we're sitting on the dirt. And I'm like, well, if you're going to have cameras here and you have these people, you might as well make it look like more people and make them comfortable and actually point them in the right direction for... Make it look like it? more people. Yeah, yeah you, make love a, that. you make a wall of people. That's it just looks like good marketing. on camera, and it makes people comfortable, and it gets them to congregate on those things versus being kind of being kind of spotty out in the fairways, and, and it just, you know, it, it, it kind of organizes little pens where you can gamble and cheer. How many benches are there? Uh, I don't know. What did you say? There were five, uh, but we, we so probably helped there's, before. There's now uh, three on hole 18. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. Two, two on hole one. Um, and we actually just bought two 21-foot bleachers. Uh, I think they're four, four risers deep yeah. um, to go on hole 18. And we're going to take the ones on hole 18 and scatter them between holes 8 and 14. Yeah, so 8 and 14. The ble- the ble- some. The bleachers are spreading, That's and uh, it was very forward-looking. I'm so thankful you were sitting on hole uh, 18 gambling. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So were the people uh, he was gambling with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, don't win no money. <laughs> it's, it's a good time. It's a good time. Say, what, what color disc is going to make the green or whatever. You're betting on all – there's all kinds of stuff to bet on. And I, I do want to say, uh, you mentioned Sean Jack's name earlier. Hell yeah, um, I talked to him today. I don't know if I talked to him today. It was either today or yesterday. But um, he was the first person I told about the tour in a, in a professional manner. Um, oh. when, I asked, when I asked him to come on board as the, the guy selling ads for the yeah. pro tour. And uh, he, he stepped up and said yes, and we paid him a small amount less than a pittance (laughs) and uh and and now he's uh because of that work and belief uh he's he's in a good place uh with the pro tour and from what i understand busier than he's ever been and uh and hopefully happier than he's ever been i think so oh my gosh his dream has become reality with you know and and he gets to and he gets to work with us I don't know if that's his dream. That's what he loves the most. That's the best perk of this job is working with us. He's, you know, not only is he's working with you consistently with Disco but now he gets to deal with all of us too, constantly. Constantly. Well, constantly is the right <laughs> word. Sean is living the dream. Yeah, no shit, right? Well, <laughs> you should be so thankful to us. Oh, I, I, hell yes. I'm kind of, I'm, 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 I'm also a big fan, Steve. So you know that's my secret. I'm yeah, a big he's, fan of yours. Yeah. Crash is fanboying. Right he, now. I'm, a, I'm fanboying right now. I'm kind of blushing. Definitely. Blushing. <laughs> so I will say I want to just I had one other thought that I wanted to share um, when you were talking about the bleachers, and I hey, will wait, say wait, that wait, wait. one we were going to paint what? them purple. We still need to paint them fucking purple. 
Uh, we paint them sign. purple after the after the tournament, and then we repaint them back to the faded brown <laughs> for the tournament. Awesome. Yes, Smart. Yes. <laughs> Sand them down every year. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, I'll just, send you a banner to hang out there for the tournament. Distressed paint. Um, but uh, you mentioned that, you know, you said, hey, Steve, you should have some bleachers here. And I, I just wanted to say my mom... Uh, tells me that my superpower is the ability to listen to other people's great ideas. And uh, in in some ways, that's a joke, like implying that I don't have any great ideas. But in other ways, it actually is a great superpower because there's so many people with so many good ideas. And I genuinely believe that without the support and ideas of hundreds of people, um, Maple Hill wouldn't exist as, as in its current form. The Pro Tour wouldn't exist. Heck, Birdie, the board game wouldn't exist. I mean, it's um, I I owe a lot of my um, in in air quotes success uh, to uh, all of the hundreds of people that have uh, believed in what we're trying to build and have decided that they want to help me build a better product, what, no matter what product I'm building. So uh, thank you to everybody out there who's ever supported anything uh, to do with Maple Hill or the Pro Tour or Birdie or any of the Marietta or has ever bought a Vibram disc. So thank you oh, to everybody. those Vibram discs, man. <laughs> what a freaking collector's commodity. What do you have, like storage sheds full of them? Uh, I think I have uh, one storage shed that says Rachel's College Fund and one says Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, that's freaking Those awesome. are good stocks to own right now. Well, and plus, you know, I mean, th they don't deteriorate like other plastic. That's it's the rubber. truth. Rubber doesn't deteriorate as fast. But, you know, aside from that, let's go into Birdie. Yeah. 2.0? 2.0. Oh, Birdie, yes, absolutely. Speaking of people giving me great ideas. Um Birdie 2.0 is, uh, is, is, we took the world's best disc golf board game and made it better. And we have an Indiegogo campaign going on right now that actually ends on Sunday, the Sunday of, Sunday of the Jonesboro Open. This Sunday. And it's already met its, its pledge, its initial backing. Um, but exceeding it can is go better. Higher. Yeah, exceeding is better. We, we actually have met our goal and our stretch goal. Excellent. Um, the, the stretch goal uh, was an organizing tray and four more cards. And like the organizing tray, it's fun. It, it shouldn't make it more fun to play, but it does just because it's so much easier to set up and, and break down. Like there's that, that small amount of aggravation is removed. So in, in addition to that, the game has better graphics and better gameplay. Uh, there's, there's a little more strategy and a little less take that although there's still enough take that to make it fun. So, Birdie, going back to the original one, I'm curious kind of what led Boda Brothers to creating that game, and where did you get some of your influences from? Uh, so, the game, uh, I guess uh, the pro, uh, it was probably a week or two after the MVP Open of, 2019 and I was just sitting around wondering what I was going to do next uh, and my brother and I've always thought about building a game company and I thought well I've got some time <laughs> so uh, decided just to, to put it together um, 
the idea for the game, uh, the 20-sided die and versus the three six-sided dice has always interested me as a mechanic. Um, where you can roll the 20 sided die and take a big risk Mm -hmm. at getting a, you know, you might get a big number, you might get a tiny number, uh, or you could roll the the, uh, three sixes and have an opportunity to sort of play it safe. Um, So that's sort of the genesis of the whole thing. And then the idea of adding dice and uh, building your skills. uh, I I don't know how it all developed. I, I got in the, it took about a week just to map out the basic part of the game. And probably about two weeks after that, I invited some friends up to Maple Hill and we played. And I remember, um, I remember when uh, Ray Sable hit uh, the, an ace on hole eight in that very first practice game. And he literally got up and danced around the table. <laughs> and as he was dancing, I thought, I think we have a game here. Because yeah. um, we had forgotten that we were playtesting and we were just playing a game. And, uh, and that, that was a, a beautiful memory that made me realize this is, this, this could actually be real. And now we're, we're 5,000 games into it and, uh, make, making our second, second run. And the second run, we decided we wanted to, uh, implement all of the possible improvements that, uh, have come to us. Again, people just giving good ideas and, um, I can, what I can say is that all of the good ideas people gave us, we implemented. Hey, I got and a question we don't have for you. Yeah. Can, yeah. We play, can we play it together virtually from coast to coast? To, right can now? We play you? No, not right now. Like, let's have a match. Can we do this? Can we, can we figure out a way to do this with video and with us here and you there? And I would think so. Let's do, I would let's think we could match. definitely we'll do that. Play. I want to play against you. Come on, bring it. That'd be great. Um, I'll play. We should, if we do that, we yeah. should have people from all over the country. Okay. Oh, like they can watch. Be a, they can watch us. There could for be sure. a t- team team OTB, Ooh. team Maple Hill, and Ooh. then you get you know you get two other teams. Oh boy, they get like team yeah. foundation in. Yeah. Hey, yeah, team foundation. Those guys know how to play. Yep. Are you talking about a tournament? Yeah, basically have a tournament, a virtual Ooh. tournament, Are a virtual turn of. It. Oh, I'm Let's in. Do it. Gosh darn it! I think we're onto something. <laughs> virtual birdie I'm tournament. Excited. I'm in. Writing this down right now. I don't know if I've made a team yet, but I'm in. I think I'm I'm just in. OTB 2.0. We're gonna have a Windjammer team and an OTB team. Team Maple Hill is in with yeah. the Foundation Windjammer and OTB. We're all set. <laughs> can we it. just use? Can we? Can we just use? Well, yeah. Do we do manufacturers? Do we do like? What do we do? We do manufacturers? Do we do, do manufacturers? Pro Tour Craig, tournament at, teams? As, like what the heck? Craig, learn. You got to learn from me, buddy. You got to start small on everything. Just call us the Disc Golf Pro Tour and just start small. Call Disc Golf Pro Tour. Each Pro Tour event has its own team. I, I'm, I was making a small joke there, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, hey, I get that all the time, man. <laughs> I get small jokes all the time. <laughs> I enjoy, I enjoy the fact that the MVP Open and the OTB Open are the shortest names on the Pro Tour. That's true. Wait, DDO is oh, national tour. Oh, national right? tour, yeah. yeah. All right, we're edging people out, man. Big, big time, short attention. Span. We can shorten our name up somehow. Yeah, we're just the OB open. <laughs> the OB open. <laughs> Dude, it might Jeez. end up being the OB open. There's a lot of water. There's a lot of water. Oh man. So yeah, you guys talked. You guys talked about a lot of water at, at Maple Hill. We've got significant water. Yep. On one, yeah. five, eight, and fourteen. What do you guys have? Yeah, Seven, yeah. Where's your 17. water, bro? 
Seventeen is going to eat the most discs, I think. I don't 13. know. No, 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 no. I think that's well, dude. Whole seventeen's approach mm-hmm. shot is a thirty-five foot wide peninsula. Yeah. What about in the with a ripping headwind if it's windy on a par four? Yeah. On a par four. Fourteen's going to eat some discs. Which one's hole fourteen? Fourteen's directly over the water with a three. Oh yeah, something. That's like it hole says, eight. It it's says hole three. Eight. It says three fifty, but it plays. Big. Into a headwind. It's going to be Maple all Hill back nine eight. for us, pretty much. Yeah, all back nine is water. <laughs> but there's going to be four or five, probably that'll, at least four that'll that'll chew up some discs. Oh, going to be some discs. I lost three discs in our round, and I'm nine seventy ish rated. Yeah, I still haven't played it. A week from. And that was from FPO pads on seven holes. Okay, breaking news right uh, now. I'm doing breaking news. Okay, break some news on Crash. Tuesday at the OTBO first flight second run. Previous second flight. We're doing preview of the course because it's not playable. It's like a safari course, as Leonard Muse does. He creates wonderful safari courses, and it's a safari course on art. Plays. I wouldn't call a lot of good permanent courses. I wouldn't call it a safari course either. But well, it's considered safari because it's not playable. And on a I regular su- day, I suppose. Safari I count a safari as with existing holes, just playing between multiple yeah, existing it. holes. Okay, let's being, you know, oh, getting past that. semantics. Let's let's be a little looser, Aaron. Craig, <laughs> did I miss the breaking news? What was the breaking <laughs> news? We'll get there. We breaking news again. Come on, Come on, Crash. Breaking news. <laughs> so on Tuesday at our O to be open first fly second run preview. <laughs> We the uh, we are playing divisionals uh, division the proper tees for each division. So we have gold like you. We have gold, blue, white, and red. You have diamonds, which we didn't do. But the pro uh, all pro divisions except for pro women and the M one will play the golds, and everybody else will play the blues, and they'll play it properly as it was designed. Nice. That'll be fun. Yeah, so Giant there was a breaking, lot of questions. Very local news. There were a lot of questions. Very local news. <laughs> that was super local. Crash so, is the king of the local podcast. <laughs> okay, was that an OTB deep cut? What was that? that was I, I, I don't think that was an OTB deep cut. Yes. So okay. Make it onto the okay, podcast. Okay, back to subject now. <laughs> it's a crash derailment. <laughs> what I just heard was that the divisions are going to be playing the courses they should. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Somehow that's breaking news. Breaking fucking news. You know what? I'm going to steal that idea. (laughs) Breaking news. Crash is going to run a tournament as it should be run. (laughs) 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 No no one would have guessed. Fuck, man. (laughs) No faith, man. People have no faith. (laughs) (laughs) So 2.0. What's new? <laughs> so 2.0 Indiegogo. Um, if you go to BoderBrothers.com, you you can just click right through to Birdie 2.0. We're uh, 250% funded. Um, you can get the game for 25% off retail and get it first. Um, and uh, one one thing that has come up is people have said, "Wait, I I bought Birdie 1.0 because there's 5,000 people or close to." that have bought the game already. Um, what do I do with that? And what I say is buy birdie 2.0 and put 1.0 in the closet because you've got a Paul McBeth card and you've got a Simon Lazat card. And that's the first run of birdie. 
For it's sure. the first Boda Brothers game. Uh, we're already selling them for $75 on our website because we have oh, wow. less than 100, 100 left. And, um, and they're actually selling faster now that we've raised the price. Um, so if you have Birdie 1.0, you have a keepsake and a commemorative. Something. So I would say I box it up and play 2.0. Do you still so should I take them offline? Yeah. No, no, I just bought one. I, I just bought one on OTB. How many do we have left? I don't know. Not many, but we we reordered a few times. I mean, it's, we've sold a lot. We have. We've done a decent amount. It's something that I think has sold really well. I don't know how it performed versus your expectations. If it was something where it blew it out of the water on what you expected, or if it was right in line. Um, but you know, we were impressed with how I well they impressed. were moving. Yeah. They moved better than I thought they Especially would. Especially around Christmas, like we had to yeah. restock right before Christmas. And I think we rolled through that whole thing mm-hmm. and then restocked again and then maybe even again. And the expansion well, pack too. I will tell you that when we, we said that if we reached our stretch goal, we would make a, a run of 5,000. And that was our promise to our, our supporters. And we reached our stretch goal. And I looked at my brother and I was like, okay, so we sold 1,500 games in the Kickstarter. And now we're buying 5,000. <laughs> I was yeah. like, we're going to be storing these in mom's basement for the next 20 years. And um, I, it never occurred to me that six months later we'd be sold out. Um, and uh, it, it's absolutely amazing. And uh, like the fact that we're doing this, this um, it's not a reorder. It's, a, I guess, a, a uh, Birdie 2.0 is what it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's fascinating how how well the game is being received, and with disc golf blowing up the way it is, uh, it's it's just going to get um, more and more popular. We've we've already got the next expansion pack pretty much in the books. We're doing some more some testing on that, and uh, and maybe maybe for the one after that, we should talk about the OTB. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, we we've got to perfect our course. Uh, you know, not only are we do we need to put this tournament together. This, uh, Birdie 2.0 tournament, but now we need to be in on testing, I think. Can you, test. can you say test. what the next expansion course is? And I'm curious what other courses you have in mind. So the first expansion courses were Yarva and Lake Eureka, which hosts the Ledgestone. Yep. Um, and then the next expansion courses, we're not announcing it just yet, but I will say there's a little teaser uh, in the trailer. Uh, and if you look carefully, maybe you could figure it out. Oh, I'm going to figure this out now. Yep. It's on internet, people. Listen to this. Turn on your computer and or yeah. other internet yeah, so device. Phone. If you if you can, you should just keep that information between us. Yes. Uh, yeah. not a We only have no like 12, yes. listeners. Yeah, 12 listeners. No one listens to this. I listen yeah. to it four times a week, so there's four. So we, we only have eight listeners. Okay. That's right. Perfect. Okay, so those eight people are, are uh, you know, they have like a little advantage. Yeah, listen up, eight people. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell your friends. Don't yeah. tell anybody. You don't want anyone knowing about this awesome You can't even game. tell your wife and or husband. No, it'll ruin um, the whole relationship. <laughs> I, I remember making a clever post about, I don't know whether it was for Vibram or, or for Birdie or for what it was for, but I, I, I posted a Facebook post and I said, hey, Here's some sweet information. Make sure not to tell anybody. 
and there wasn't a single share or like or comment. Oh, wow. I, was like, I was like, oh. oh you missed the point. You guys missed the point. You guys follow directions way too well. Yeah, who would have thought? That's the yeah. opposite for me. If I someone says, don't share this, like... <laughs> Hmm. So, so at what point are we going to marry the Birdie 2.0 with an NFT? Oh, we need to learn more about NFTs. We're coming in some bumpy roads about that. So, do you know anything about NFTs, Steve? I actually have Bitcoin. Nice. Yeah. We own some um, NFTs, me and Danny and gateway. Yeah. some people. Got some Bitcoin, some Ethereum. I don't have Dogecoin. no Bitcoin, but I have some Ethereum and I have bunch of nba top shot moments so yeah, i have barely dipped my toe into crypto I i've just started looking really i've used crypto to to load my to gamble crash likes is there a theme here and FanDuel thanks so. don't tell me you need to talk to me okay after this episode about my gambling okay <laughs> we're having an intervention crash yep yeah, we're gonna have a right. live this was an intervention we're gonna have a live <laughs> intervention the week of otbo for crash Oh, uh, what could possibly be, go wrong? Nothing. Is there going to be any time to be sober that week? I'm pretty sure I might sleep here every night that week. Oh, so. Steve, I need to get you some Jameson for that last shot and, and some shot glasses for the last shot. You are hundred. You are hundred percent do. Of course, so no, <laughs> we have. I feel like we have purple shot glasses. Do we need did to send we, you did stickers? Did we find them? Did we find them? Did I ship something to or did did we? Procure, we should did ship you some stickers. Them? You you should I think maybe just the send some more Jameson couldn't yeah. hurt anything. No, I I can send you cases and it won't hurt a damn thing. <laughs> yeah, let's uh let's ship him some stickers and some Jameson. Or I mean, he just buy, you know, give him money to buy Jameson. I'd, say, I'd, I'd I'd send you a pallet full of Jameson and say uh, store it in the scores shack, but. Uh, that poor short uh, score check might not survive until then with that much Jameson. <laughs> uh, a Jameson bottle for you and a Jameson bottle for you. <laughs> do you really? You got to let me know if you do have uh, purple shot glass. We talked about it back in the day. but I feel uh, like we do, but I have no idea where they'd be. We I talked have to about Karen. Two purple Silly Pint shot glasses branded and stuff, but that was, you know, a, a girl could dream. Uh, we but, can do it now. Yeah, we can. Do We're it in now. better places now. Yeah, let's let's figure that out because uh, I think OTB and Woodjammers could co-partner on some really nice and, that they take with them. Then they know we do. And, and so then you Steve, know what we do after that is we sell them online. You could get the yeah, official shot glass of the MVP open on with at an OTB or something like that. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. I'm all. I'm money. That's money in a cup. Yeah, because yeah, we'll right? sell, we'll sell easy the same money. Thing the players get at the end of the and, and it's uh, free advertising. How did that? How did that? How did we come up with that? Besides, we you know drinking's fun in the last. You're shot an alcoholic, crash. That's true. <laughs> right, what, what, gambling alcohol what's next yeah, lots of interventions what's next um so what's, what's next uh you guys <laughs> mentioned right there uh you said we're in a better place now and we could actually make this happen yes for sure and and that reminded me uh of a, a story that i'd like to share before i head on out please do um which is uh three weeks after um the pro tour deal was finalized um, after MVP open, after GMC, and then the tour was getting ready to move down to the, the, uh, the tour championship. I was down at my mom's house and, uh, we're having dinner. And after dinner, she kind of just looked at me with, I don't even know what kind of expression on her face. And I said, what's up? And she said, it's really nice having you back. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
and she was just referring to basically the last four or five years. Um, I really wasn't able to be present um, because you're not in a good place and your mind is going a hundred miles an hour in many different directions. And, uh, and sometimes you lose sight of, of what you value. And, um, at the time I valued the pro tour more than anything else. And, uh, and without that, it wouldn't have been able to, to succeed or survive. And, uh, once I was thankfully able to step out in a, and I'll say in a, in a successful way, thanks to, thanks to Jeff and Todd, um, my mom literally said, it's nice to have you back. And, uh, I, I'm really happy to thank everybody and I'm that I'm in a better place. Um, we succeeded and hearing you guys say we're in a better place now, just kind of that, that rings a bell with me, a, a, a bell of truth. And I'm really happy with how well OTB has done and the tremendous, I don't think anybody will ever understand you guys have a lot of fun and that's really important, but there's behind that, there's a lot of effort and, uh, people don't see that and that's good. Um, but it's there and congratulations to you guys for making OTB a significant disc golf source on the internet. And, um, I'm really happy to know you guys and to, uh, call you friends and to have, been supported by you and succeeded and to see you succeed it just means a lot to me so i just wanted to say that i love a good love fest and i want to give you a hug right now we could do yeah. group hug right now just think we'll do about a virtual it. group hug right now. but yeah i you know and steve like we've all we've all grown in disc golf together uh you know and, and, yeah. and where we are now we should be having kumbaya moments and yeah, right? getting a yeah. tear on our eye and and enjoying the fruits of our labor um, it does, it's not necessarily, uh, financial, le- you know, you don't get, it's not, but the growth <laughs> of the, it's not financially viable in the, in the, uh, at all times or it's, it's, it, that's not how it comes, but it comes with these moments that we have, that we're at, you know, we're having right now, <laughs> guys. but <laughs> the growth of the sport and, and where the sport has come and, and what we've wanted for so long and knew the sport could be. And now our dreams are reality and it's going to far surpass anything we've we thought probably in the beginning. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And it's time to sit back and and uh, sit back and enjoy and no no more yeah. work. Get on the surfboard and ride that wave. <laughs> the work baby. is done. The work right? is done. We don't need to work anymore. <laughs> yeah. You hear that, Dan? We don't need to work so, anymore. Right. We just give up. The work is done. <laughs> so since we're since we're breaking up again right now, um, <laughs> since we're breaking up, I don't have to get on a plane this time. Thank God. Um, <laughs> What, so our action items are this tournament for the Birdie 2.0 tournament, and uh, we need to do this more often and and chat about life and disc golf and where we're all going more often. Yeah, and, so and Steve, photobrothers.com yes. and Indiegogo, go support that campaign. Go to Maple Hill and play the best disc golf course in the world. That too. That too. That too, yeah, Steve, you thank know? you for the kind words. Uh, yeah. And just so stoked to hear that, that you're in a good place and happier and Wish you and and that family over there nothing but the best. We got your back. That's Hell true. yeah, that that's true. Thank thank you all very much, and I'll agree with with both of those action items. We need to do it. All right. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. I think yeah, that online virtual tournament could be a really good time. Mm-hmm. Let's make it happen. All right, Jonesboro this weekend. Hell yeah, we'll talk to you all next <laughs> week. Yeah, thank yep. you so much. Steve. Thank you, Steve. Steve. Love it, man.
Good night, everybody.